So a Missouri man exonerated in 1978 triple murder case gets over $1 million in donations. So I thought this would be a pretty interesting story to uh, cover. So an online fundraiser for a Missouri man wrongly convicted in a 1978 triple slaying has reached $1.1 million and continues to grow by the minute Friday. So the success of the financial effort, which was launched in June by the Midwest Innocence Project with a much more financially modest goal, has given Kevin Strickland a Thanksgiving to remember. Thank you for all your support, the fundraiser read, as the 62-year-old was released Tuesday from the Western Missouri Detention Center after a judge granted a prosecutor's motion to free him. All funds go directly to Mr. Strickland, who the state of Missouri won't provide a dime to for the 43 years they stole from him. So prosecutors said in May that Strickland, who was acquitted in his first 1979 trial but got convicted of capital murder and two counts of second-degree murder two months later, should be freed since two men who pleaded guilty in the April 1978 slayings said he wasn't with them at the time. So authorities started looking into the case after a report by the Kansas City Star. The review led to prosecutors calling for Strickland's immediate release since his conviction relied heavily on testimony of a now-deceased witness who tried to recant her mistaken identification prior to her 2015 death. Strickland's path to freedom was stymied by Missouri Governor Mike Parson, who declined to grant his clemency request despite prosecutors insisting he was factually innocent, the St. Louis Post Dispatch reported. So Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt also maintained Strickland was guilty and fought to keep him locked up for a crime he insisted he never committed, the newspaper reported. But despite being cleared of the triple slaying, Strickland is ineligible to receive compensation through Missouri's compensation law for the wrongfully convicted since it requires DNA evidence, according to the Midwest Innocence Project. When Kevin Strickland first went to prison in 1979, gas was 86 cents a gallon, Jimmy Carter was still president, and the first Star Trek movie had just made its debut. A website about his case reads, What's remained unchanged, though, is Kevin's actual innocence. So the fundraiser's prior goal was a mere $7,500, or $175 for each of the 43 years Strickland spent locked up, Jackson County Prosecutor John Peters Baker praised each judge's Tuesday ruling, setting aside his conviction and dismissing all the criminal charges. To say we're extremely pleased and grateful is an understatement. Peters said in a statement, This brings justice finally to a man who has tragically suffered so, so greatly as a result of this wrongful conviction. Strickland has been serving a life sentence without the possibility of parole for 50 years. He spoke to a news outlet while in a wheelchair as he exited prison Tuesday, CNN reported. Still believe Strickland said, I didn't think this day would come. You gotta think about it, right? If you're serving like 50 years and you're innocent, right? After a few decades, you're probably gonna give up hope, Right? Because, I mean, that's a lot of time to be stuck in there. 
So Strickland, who learned of his impending release while watching a soap opera behind bars, went directly to his mother's grave upon being freed. To know my mother was underneath that dirt and I hadn't gotten a chance to visit her in the last years. I revisited those tears that I did when they told me I was guilty of a crime I didn't commit, Strickland told CNN Wednesday. So some of Strickland's supporters, meanwhile, said they were sorry that the justice system had been rigged against him. I commend the DA to realize the mistake made and give you the freedom that should have never been taken away from you to start with one fundraiser donor row. But I learned in life the biggest gift is the ability to forgive, and I am sure you will find that happiness by trying to forgive. The average time spent in prison for people who are later criminally cleared is just under nine years. According to the National Registry of Exonerations, at more than 43 years, Strickland ranks among one of the longest-serving former inmates in the nation, data shows. Now, the reason why we wanted to cover this is because this has a money aspect to it. And you might be thinking, oh, a million dollars, you know, that's a huge amount of money. Yes and no, right? Like, if you go to anyone and, like, basically ask them, like, hey, would you be willing to be paid a million dollars if you lost 40-something years of your life, 43 years of your life? They'd probably say no, right? So that in itself is not really worth it. But let's just say this. He is someone that's basically spent almost his whole life behind bars. He's going to come into a lot of money. He's going to come into seven figures, Right now, even though it's not worth what he lost because of it, because of the whole time frame, because again, he lost 43 years, but this is the same problem that could potentially arise with like, you know, let's say that someone who's like living uh, below the poverty line and then they end up basically winning the lottery. This gets into a very dangerous situation if there's not someone there helping him out or someone to teach him or him himself just not being financially financially literate. I don't know if he is, but this could get to a situation where this, this million dollars might be gone within a year, okay? Which would be very depressing. But if he structures his life right, if he structures, structures his financials right after receiving this money, because again, I don't really know the uh, tax implications of donations of this type, He probably doesn't have to view it as typical income because technically they're donations, but it's it's going to be very odd. But let's just assume that he's going to get this like $1 million tax-free, right? Let's just assume that to make it simpler. What he needs to do, if for some reason he has any debt, pay off that debt. If he has for some reason debt towards the state or like legal bills or all that kind of stuff, pay that off. Right, whatever expenses like debt on the books, pay it off. Right, so he's a hundred percent debt free. After that, he wants to have basically a six month emergency fund for him. It may not actually be that much money because he may not even have that many expenses right now. So let's say maybe like twenty grand, maybe thirty grand, and like just in a just in a savings account, possibly a high interest savings account. After that, for him, I would probably buy a house 
between one to three hundred thousand dollars in cash, just so that that could be like my area, my place. No one's going to take that from me. That is going to be mine. That is going to be my safe area, right? Because again, you got to think about it. He lost forty-three years of his life, so it'd probably be good for him mentally to know that no matter what happens, this house is his. Period. End of story. So I'd do that. Then I would start putting money towards investments. I would also potentially find a way to bring in some sort of income, right? So this could be a situation where maybe he buys this house and then he maybe buys a few couple cheap rental properties in cash just for the monthly cash flow so that he could rely on a certain amount of income every single month. Or he could put all these things into basically mutual funds or index funds. That'd be a good way as well. But pretty much as soon as he like secures his household, an emergency fund, I would start working towards on basically producing some sort of reliable income. Because again, this is going to be pretty hard because you know this is like 43 years of lost time. So what kind of skills does he actually have to be able to produce some sort of income? I don't know. That's something that he's going to have to work on. But this is the way that you got to think about if you're someone who ends up somewhat getting a windfall of money. You don't want to just go and spend it all and basically screw yourself. You want to be able to utilize this money to secure yourself financially so that you have more opportunities for you. Because the thing is, he could end up having a very long life without really having to worry too much about expenses. So that's the way that I would try to go about it if I was him. And I think anyone, if you were to ever like get some sort of windfall, you win a small lottery, or like you bet on like some sort of crypto and it ends up like 10 or 20xing, and you got like a decent amount of money because of that, that's the way to really view it. Get rid of your debt, create an emergency fund, and then start putting money towards investments that have a possibility of potentially providing some sort of reliable monthly income for you. That being said, if you want to learn how to get out of debt, go to 40 Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, Go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation. And it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.